he took a step back, but still kept his hand on the gun. Disaster seemed to be in the offing. But just then, all three of them heard the crunch of tires on the gravel shoulder. The woman turned and saw a short but well-built man stepping out of a golf cart. He was dressed in an expensive-looking charcoal gray suit and a baby blue tie that complemented his eyes and his gray temples. But he had a haughtiness about him that she disliked on sight. What seems to be the problem? he asked. Sorry to bother you, sir, answered Buzzcut. It's this woman. I need to get through this gate, she snapped. The man in the suit pursed his lips and took his time studying her. Acadia Springs is closed to the public today. I'm not the damned public. I'm a staff medical officer with the Centers for Disease Control and a professor of virology at Emory University of Medicine. I've published more than 170 papers over the past 16 years. Does the name Rensselaer mean anything to you? Edwin fucking Rensselaer? Of course, we're standing on Rensselaer Drive. The man looked to Ranger Hat for an explanation, but got only a shrug. Excuse me. I'm Jack Niederman, Vice President for Development, Eden Pharmaceuticals. Did the CDC send you? Eden Pharmaceuticals? Never heard of it. What's your business here? Mine? Niederman raised his eyebrows. Eden Pharmaceuticals is operating a joint research and production venture with Acadia Springs, and I just happen to be the executive officer on site. And you are Dr. Rensselaer, is it? Rensselaer Wright. Very well, Dr. Rensselaer Wright. Niederman looked away when he spoke her name, a nervous gesture that made Cricket suspect he knew damned well who she was. The fact is, no one enters the campus today without my express permission. If you're here on behalf of the CDC, although you really didn't answer my question, did you? I'm sure you won't mind if I call your headquarters in Atlanta to confirm. CDC didn't send me. I'm here for my daughter, Emmy. She lives on campus with her father, Hank Wright. He's a mathematician, a statistician. Look, I just want to pick up Emmy, and then I'm out of here. That's it. I can arrange to have your daughter brought to you here at the gate. No, that won't work. She won't... I mean, I... Look, why am I even explaining this to you? Let me talk to Dr. Gifford. I'm not going to bother Dr. Gifford. Not over this. Cricket gave him a steely glare. I have ways of making myself heard, Mr. Niederman. I will speak to Dr. Gifford whether you like it or... Niederman cut her off with an upraised hand. I don't have time for threats. He flipped open his cell phone, punched a few numbers, and paced back and forth on the pavement with the phone to his ear. After trying a couple more times, he snapped the phone shut. Dr. Gifford's not picking up. He and I were conducting a VIP tour until you interrupted us by storming in and assaulting my security men. I'm going to have to go back to the lab and find him. Wait here. Niederman got into the golf cart, put it into reverse and swung back in a semicircle. Ranger Hat, the nearest guard, wiped his brow with his sleeve. 
I need to ask you to move your vehicle, ma'am. There are parking spaces in front of the entrance where you can wait for Mr. Niederman. No. I'll wait right here, thank you. Still breathless from her tussle with the guards, Dr. Rensselaer Wright sat down on a rock and watched Niederman drive down the asphalt road, named after her father, that ran like the spine of the campus, past the blocks of dorms and old mansions and sparkling high-rise laboratories. You shouldn't have let them fluster you, she said to herself. You have enough on your plate. She tried to catch her breath as she looked at the mountains, blue-green in the morning sun. In the six years since her father had died, so much had changed here. Charles Gifford was running things now. God knew who these Eden Pharmaceuticals people were, but at least the mountains were the same. The herring gulls still glided over the beach, punctuating the heaves of...